Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Dr. Oke Onuzo is the president of Kingdom Life Seminar Global Outreach, a ministry that started in 2011 with a vision to raise men and women globally who walk daily in the footprints of Jesus. For over 30 years, he was an associate pastor at the national headquarters of the Foursquare Gospel Church, retiring in December 2018. Dr. Onuzo has authored several books, including the best-selling Pathway to Conversational Prayer and You May Kiss the Bride. He is known as the pastor's pastor for the grace God has given him to mentor and pastor several pastors in different parts of the world. He is also a consultant nephrologist and chief medical director of the first private dialysis center in Nigeria the Life Support Medical Center, which he pioneered in 1986 with his wife, Dr. Maryam Onuzo. They are blessed with children and grandchildren. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Oke Onuzo to the Pursuit of God Conference 2021. Welcome to uh, Jesus House, London, Pursuit of God and the theme, a new day of destiny. Let us bow our heads to pray. King immortal, invisible, the only true God, the ruler, the possessor of all heaven and earth. Oh Lord our God, we come into your most holy presence to ask that your Holy Spirit will breathe your very life into us through your word. That faith may be kindled, that hope may be restored, that life may come to the living dead, and that, O oh Lord our God, your power will save and heal and establish all to your glory. I surrender to you, Lord, to do all that is in your heart right now. For in Jesus, yes, in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. I believe with all my heart that the Lord God Almighty will cause rivers of living water to flow now to meet needs in the lives of everyone under the sound of my voice. Amen. And so we go to our passage in Songs of Solomon chapter 2 from verses 10 to 13. The one I love calls to me, the bridegroom king, arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come, as you have asked, to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. And the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth 
and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. Now, there are times when we read a scripture and it jumps at us, you know, and transforms itself from logos, the written word, to rema, the spoken word. You sense in your spirit that this is a word from heaven. There is a new day of destiny. Indeed, those who have prayed and waited with bathed breath are about to experience a new day of destiny when those who know their God must step forward to shine the light in a world filled with darkness, with boldness and power. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Here in Jesus House, London, we, ha we have prayed for a move of the Holy Spirit all over the United Kingdom to bring about a spirit-led revival. Now, the word we have received from the Lord God Almighty is that there is a new day of destiny before us. Yes, a world of post-COVID liberation, when men tried to use COVID to make us lose our individualities and put the military on the streets to ensure we all behave like a herd. Those chains have been broken, and a new day has dawned to signal that the Lord God Almighty rules in the affairs of men and controls all of his creation. Any day of destiny has dawned because we, the children of light, who have seen the light of life and the light for life in the face of Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, we now have the opportunity to shine that light in the face of all forces all over the world that they may know that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Lord of all heaven and earth. And he's the king that rules by love, not by oppression, exploitation, not by violence, not by murders. 
A new day has dawned to spread the message of the liberating love of Almighty God for all humanity. There is a deafening roar of the revival wind that is determined to turn a world that is upside down the right way up, causing us to live again in the dignity and grandeur of our creation in the image of Almighty God. This is not about nationalism. This is not about religion and all its atrocious crimes in the name of God. This is not about unbridled pursuit of the mirage of absolute freedom that seeks to push humanity to the brinks of lawless living in unbridled passion, which tended to reduce the grace and glory of our creation as men and women made in the image of Almighty God. Now, we can rise to smell the flowers and listen to the cooing of, a, of doves awakened to love by season change. We can rise to live again after months of hibernating existence. Now the flowers announce to us that there is a new dawn. There is season change. So now we must arise and carry as many of humanity's disoriented population with us whose minds must be freed from this attempt to create a band of mythical lemmings in whom have been implanted the also mythical suicide gene rushing headlong, driven by the COVID scourge to an unknown destination, if not staged extinction. Suddenly, Leaders can no longer lead. Thinkers can no longer think. But almost bow to the pressure of the ubiquitous COVID-19, whose mutations are timed and predictable, which has come to shape us or kill us if we resist. But beyond the physical realities that began late in 2019, we must embrace the season of change of life where hope is restored to the hopeless, faith to the faithless, and love to the starved and helpless. It's a new season when we embrace the God of mercy and love and arise to spread his love that gives meaning and hope to life for all and sundry. But how can I begin to enter this season of change? Now, we return to the foundations we laid before. Entering into this new day of destiny. I must establish a deeper or, or I must deepen my personal relationship with God. A new day of destiny is about a journey that has a path and a goal. This journey is defined and guided by the one and only true God Almighty who determined the goal and the path to it in eternity. Because of free will given to us by God Almighty, we are at liberty to follow the path he wants us to follow or try to choose our own path with the frustrations and miseries it will entail and the risk that we may never arrive at the shores of our destiny. Moses it's a very clear example of this. 
at the age of 40, he sensed that he was born to free the Hebrews from their misery as slaves in Egypt. Okay? Here it is in Exodus chapter 2, verse 11. Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way, and he looked that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to the one who did the wrong, why are you striking your companion? Then he said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Now that's sitting down by a well signifies complete frustration because here he was trying to free the Hebrews from their slavery and look at the disastrous consequences. The man that he saved, killing the Egyptian, went and told the whole story. And of course, the word got to Pharaoh and Moses had to be a fugitive from justice. He had to run away for his dear life. So we can sense intuitively you see, like Moses did, what we were meant to be doing on earth. In the case of Moses, it was quite possible that his mother must have drummed it into his ears growing up that he was Hebrew and not Egyptian. And so must take the opportunity of being a prince of Egypt to free the slaves. It is possible that his mother told him that. But what is the path to that destiny? Yes, you may know, you may have an idea where your life is headed. But what is the path? Being a prince and a warrior, Moses could only think one way, a military solution. As far as he was concerned, that is the only option available. But looking back, we can see that his method of freeing the, Egypt, the Hebrews from the Egyptians will have led to his own early death if the God of destiny had not intervened to preserve his life. There may be someone under the sound of my voice now who had floundered like Moses. You may have tried to fulfill your destiny or calling in your own way, deploying your own plans, and you may have met a brick wall in front of you, suddenly realizing that there is no way I can progress on this road. What you need to know is that there is the God of destiny, the almighty God. He knows the path you and I must take so we can succeed in becoming the man or woman we were born to be and doing what we were born to do. So now let's pause and look at Moses as a fugitive from justice. Exodus 2.15 when Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. 
But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and they filled the troughs to water their father's flock. Then the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to Ruel, their father, he said, How is it that you have come so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds, and he also drew enough water for us and watered the flock. So he said to his daughters, And where is he? Why is it that you have left the man? Call him, that he may eat bread. Then Moses was content to live with the man, and he gave Zipporah, his daughter, to Moses. And she bore him a son, and he called his name Geshem, for he said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. Now, Moses, have been, Moses must have been so consumed by the passion to free the slaves that he forgot about such routine life changes as getting married. He dwelt in Midian for 40 years. So the first 40 years of his life was spent growing up as a prince of Egypt. The second 40 years of his life was spent learning to be a shepherd of unruly sheep. And during the second 40 years, as he transitioned from a young man to a young old man of 80, the things farthest from his thoughts was how to free the Hebrew slaves in Egypt. In other words, <laughs> the vision of his destiny had faded. Oh, yes. Now, he was more embroiled in the routine of taking care of the sheep, preventing uh, bears and lions from, from eating them and, 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 and um, uh, fighting off all kinds of uh, enemies. But then, a new day of destiny was about to dawn with the encounter with God in the burning bush experience. It is possible that for some of us, COVID-19 provided the opportunity to stop and re-evaluate our lives. Perhaps we are workers whose aim was to succeed and accumulate quite a bit of money for ourselves and our families. But as you watched COVID sweep away many souls to eternity unannounced, you have passed to examine your priorities and the methods you have been using to pursue your goals. Moses got it all wrong initially because destiny is where God is leading us to and not where we have chosen to go ourselves. This is why destiny is about the will of God for our lives and the path we need to take to actualize it. I wrote a book, Minspy, which is a work of fiction. I called it, um, in, in, in Minspy, I called this the blueprint that when God calls a man to do something, there must exist a blueprint in heaven that he will need to follow in order to fulfill destiny. So that's what the blueprint is about, the path we need to take so that we can become and then do what is in the heart of God concerning our lives here on earth. This blueprint consists of divinely orchestrated incidents that connect us to our destiny. Here is what, here is what was controlling what Moses could do. First, 
there was this matter of the Amorites and their cup of iniquity, which God revealed to Abraham in Genesis 15, 13 to 16. Then he said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. And also the nation whom they serve I will judge. Afterwards they shall come out with great possessions. Now as for you, you shall go to your father in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. The God of justice will not dispossess the Amorites until their iniquity was complete or was completed. So no matter how much in a hurry Moses was to liberate the Hebrew slaves, the nations that they were to dispossess must fill up the, to the brim their cup of iniquity. Abraham was told it would take at least 400 years. But it actually took 430 years. So while the Amorites continued to slim slowly, okay, the Hebrews were busy becoming a nation of skilled workers, engineers, architects, and craftsmen, honing the skills they will need to build their own nation in Egypt. Now we must stop to then look at Moses and these bells of destiny announcing a season change. Exodus chapter 2 verse 23. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage and they cried out and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God acknowledged them. So when we speak of a new day of destiny, we are referring to how the events of our lives are orchestrated in time by the God of heaven, so that we can connect to where we are supposed to be going. Now, here is the scenario. The Pharaoh who turned his august visitors into slave laborers finally died, like all mortals would, if Jesus tarries. And, and the moment he died, the Hebrew slaves sensed a season of change, and they began to pray to the Lord God Almighty, the God of justice, the God of destiny, who makes covenants and remembers his covenants through time and history. As I speak, I can sense that there are quite a few who have already sensed that the end of COVID, which is now in sight, is coming to them with season change, a new day of destiny. Notice that the prayers of the Hebrew slaves brought their sufferings before the God of all heaven and earth, from whom and by whom and through whom all change must come. As you sense this season of change in your life, do not forget to engage in prayer to the Lord God Almighty so that he can orchestrate and direct your path to your destiny. 
Now, let us look at this from the point of view of Moses. Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Now, on the day of this destiny-defining encounter with God, Moses must have awakened to a normal day's routine. Which could have been a bath, a breakfast meal, and a trip into the wilderness with the flocks and herds of his father-in-law, Jethro. Nothing suggested that it would be anything but a normal day. And that's the way it is. You know, the day you encounter God, to receive that destiny-defining transition, transformation, quickening, you woke up to a normal day without much expectation. What does that say to us as we embrace this new day of destiny? Here is what we learn from this. The Lord God Almighty knows exactly where we are. He knows how to catch our attention. So he would enlist us to fulfill destiny. Nobody should rush around screaming, I want to fulfill my destiny. I want to fulfill my destiny. I must fulfill my destiny. It is possible that during these 40 years as a shepherd in Midian, Moses may have gone over how a prince of Egypt became a shepherd in the backwoods of nowhere in Midian. He may have regretted his murder of the Egyptians and wondered if he should have been patient to become Pharaoh in Egypt so he could have set the slaves free by executive order. But Moses' destiny was not a standalone destiny, okay, as we learn from Exodus 12, 12. You see, so when God, when God calls us to fulfill destiny, oh, don't forget that it's not just about us. There are all the players and, 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 and actors, you know, who have to play their part and do certain things and be there in some places so that you and I can fulfill what God has called us to do. Because uh, it wasn't just about Moses freeing the slaves. God had his own program as well, which was revealed to us in Exodus chapter 12, verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, 
I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now, married along with Moses is this divine agenda to show that idols are no gods. Now, social media today is awash with stories that quite a few people in different parts of the world have thrown their idols into the river because they could not save their communities from COVID-19. There may be quite a few families in search of the one and only true God for whom this is truly a new day of destiny as COVID is set aside by the power of Almighty God. So, when we are in pursuit of destiny, we must always remember that it's not just about us. No, it is about the purposes of God for our lives, which will connect with the purposes of God for other lives, maybe directly related or totally unrelated. And we must follow the path and we must beat our time and follow behind God Almighty so that the purposes of God can come through. Now, so let us spend a moment then looking at Moses, his encounter and the commission. Exodus chapter 3 verse 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. As we read these words, we sense some insight into the path we walk to fulfill destiny. Moses got his encounter and his commission. The sinning of the Amorites was one drive to it. The oppression of the Egyptians was another drive. And the passionate and desperate cry of the Hebrew slaves in prayer to God was another. It is important to bear in mind that the Lord God Almighty is a God of justice who answers prayers and he will always punish wickedness and iniquity when they have run their course. When Moses arrived in Egypt after 40 years in Midian, a new day of dust destiny dawned for the Hebrew slaves. But they were not aware of it until Moses gathered them together and address them. So let us um, take a look at Moses beginning his mission as the man of destiny. It is quite fascinating to watch Moses become with time the man he was born to be, the great leader, the great lawgiver, the great man of God. But it was not so glorious at the beginning. For while God was giving him the vital lesson that those who wish to fulfill destiny must learn to follow, not lead. That is a vital, powerful lesson. If you want to fulfill destiny in your life, take it in, take it in, take it in now. That those who want to fulfill destiny 
they must learn to follow the God of destiny, not lead him. For no one fulfills destiny by leading. Anyone who is to fulfill destiny must learn to follow the Lord God Almighty, the God of destiny, in detail. Let's visit Moses in his early days of leadership. Exodus chapter 5, 15, from verse 15, gives us an insight into some of the frustrations on their path to fulfilling destiny. Verse 15 says, Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried out to Pharaoh, saying, Why are you dealing thus with your servants? There is no straw given to your servants. And yet they say to us, Make brick. And indeed your servants are beaten. But the fault is in your own people. But he said, that's Pharaoh, you are idle, idle. Therefore you say, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Therefore go now and work. For no straw shall be given you, yet you shall deliver the quarter of, brick, of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble after it was said, you shall not reduce any bricks from your daily quarter. Then, as they came out from Pharaoh, they met Moses and Aaron, who stood there to meet them. And they said to them, Let the Lord look on you and judge. Because you have made us abhorrent in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants to put a sword in their hand to kill us. Now, Moses could not have had anything more strange in his life. Because trace the history. He was sitting quietly in the backwoods of Midian, content to be a shepherd until God announced himself in that burning bush experience and then convinced Moses to go and fulfill destiny. And then Moses arrives. He gathers the people. He instructs them. He tells them the great news from God that the time of liberation is here. Change, a new season. And then they were like, okay, okay, we have heard. But then subsequent to that, trouble everywhere. Trouble everywhere. Pharaoh, Pharaoh increases his tightening on, on, on the reins of, of power by making them produce brick without giving them straw. So, they were so frustrated and they were so angry with Moses. Now, after meeting these frustrated and angry officers of the Hebrews in Pharaoh's palace, Moses must have wondered if he did hear God correctly. The reason was because things had gone from bad to worse for both their officers and the slaves and the people were blaming Moses and Aaron for it. This is to teach us who seek to fulfill destiny, that we are not running our own agenda, but his agenda. Moses was yet to learn that lesson, as we see in his desperate prayer to God Almighty. In Exodus 5.22, So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you brought trouble on these people? Why is it you have sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to these people. 
Neither have you delivered your people at all. In the answer that the Lord gave Moses, we learn that destiny is about God's goal for us as well as the path to that goal. Okay? So, so yes, it is right to, to go to God in prayer and pour out your frustrations and pour out your disappointments and to pour out your frustration and your pains. Yes! But after we have done that, you must wait to hear what God has to say. And Moses, he had to hear what God had to say. We learn that destiny is about his goal. Take a listen to Exodus chapter 6. Then the Lord told Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them. Under its terms, I promised to give them the land of Canaan, where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I've heard the groans of the people of Israel, who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I'm well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people. I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am Yahweh. I am the Lord. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. Now, notice that the people were so frustrated by the pace of God's program that they lost confidence in Moses as leader. What they may not have known is that Moses was as desperate as they were to see change and progress. But with the God of destiny, we learn to move at his pace. Oh yes, not ours. Several years later, King David, learning these same lessons in his time, had this to say in 2 Samuel 22 verse 31, As for God... His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. Yes, it may take time, but the word of the Lord is proven. He's a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? God is my strength and power. And he makes my way perfect. Oh, yes. We can see that perfection. We can see that perfection. By looking back retrospectively, for God used increased hardship to mobilize the entire Hebrew community in Egypt, made up of officers and slaves, to rally behind Moses for the exodus out of Egypt. Oh, a new dawn. Oh, a new season. But it is through a deep 
and flourishing intimacy with God that we can take off and follow the path he has marked for us to become who we were born to be and to do what we were born to do. So, in conclusion, any death of destiny is here. Certainly, a season change. Yes, and according to our passage, that is an invitation. Come away with me. Come away with me. Come away with me to walk in love and obedience. Perhaps you have sensed it yourself already, or you sensed it throughout the teachings and prayers of this 21-day pursuit of God for 2021. As excited as that could be, like it was for an empowered Moses, we must learn to wait on the Lord and follow him one step at a time in the same way our Lord Jesus Christ did in order to fulfill his destiny. In conclusion, let us hear our Lord Jesus tell us the path to our individual destinies in John chapter 5 from verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. In other words, Jesus is saying, it is through that intimate fellowship with God that the Father will show you and I what he's doing in our lives to cause us to fulfill destiny so we can follow him. He said the Father, he shows the Son everything he's doing so that the Son can do likewise. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but he has committed all judgment to the Son. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death into life. Oh, bow your head and let us pray. You know, it is so, so important that as we embrace this season change, as we embrace this new day of destiny, you and I must say to him, Oh Lord my God, draw me closer to yourself as I desire in my heart to draw closer to you so that your spirit can guide me one step at a time until I become, until I do all that is in your heart concerning me. That's what life is about. Oh, my brother, my sister, have you embraced this way of life? Have you said to him, Lord, your will is my command. I will do as you say. I will go where you, you, you command. I will do what you, you order so that I can be and then do all that you have purposed. I want to pray for those who are yet to develop their relationship with Christ. Just simply say with me, Oh Lord my God, I thank you for your word. Lord Jesus, please forgive my sins. Wash me in your precious blood. I receive you into my heart now as my Lord and Savior. Please save my soul. From today, I will follow you 
I will love you. I will serve you until I see you in heaven. I will confess you that you, Jesus, are my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me now. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, as many as have prayed this prayer, may your power impact their souls. May your spirit indwell them that they may become one with you all the days of their lives. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we begin to pray for all those who are determined in their lives, who sense a season of change. Holy Father, may none that has been part of this series remain the same again. Quicken each one. Open the eyes. Quicken the hearts that are dull. Lord, stir up the frustrated that they may see a new season of change. That they may, like the children of Israel, as they sense the season of change, begin to pray and say, Oh, Lord, my God, take me to where you have appointed for me so that I may be and do all that is in your heart. Everyone can say this simple prayer. Take me, oh God, to where you have appointed for me so that I may be and do as you desire. Our Father in heaven, as many as are saying this prayer, let your power come upon them mightily. Let the communion of the Holy Spirit be their portion. That, Lord, they may go forward and become and then do all that is in your heart. Let the God of destiny rule our lives. That we may become sons and daughters of destiny of our great God. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Now, before I leave, I want to say to everyone under the sound of my voice, the book Minspeak will help you see this in, in human circumstances, how the blueprint from heaven guides us to fulfill destiny. So I recommend it to you. It's available on Amazon. God bless you. Amen. Amen.